Are you listening? Damn. Welcome back, everyone, to Red Card. We're still calling it that, right? Yep, we're still calling it that. All right, cool. We've been on a very extended vacation, and we tried to do this like a couple weeks ago, and we had some technical difficulties that we never really resolved. So, you know. Yeah, podcasts are hard. Yeah, it's harder than you think. And then when all you do is go to school and work all the time, it's just sometimes there's no time to fix it. So I'm Spencer, and uh, Tyson's on the other side here. And we're going to talk about soccer today. There's a lot going on. Champions League, Europa League, Tottenham sucks. Life is normal. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty par for the course, if, if you're asking me. Yeah, it's sad. Um, mm-hmm. But Tyson wants to start with that team from Transnistria. Transnistria, FC Farish. Yeah, Farish. FC Farish. <laughs> I said it backwards. FC Sheriff. I'm sorry, that's a tongue twister. Anyways, FC Sheriff. Uh, FC Sheriff is a team that's based in Moldova, technically, but it is, they claim that they're in Transnistria, which is a state that's not officially recognized by the UN, or a country, I should say. Um, and they play in the Moldovan National Division, and they've won 19 titles in like the last six straight. Um, and they play in this $200 million facility, okay? So off of off that, you think, okay, that's got to be pretty nice then. Yeah, the stadium's nice. The town, every other town or every other building in the town was built by like the USSR and is very old and decrepit and the area is very, very poor. Yeah, they're on um, the, that little strip that they're in is on the border of Moldova and the Ukraine, right? Right. And the KGB actually founded this fake nation to cause weakness in the Moldova um, nation so that they wouldn't be strong enough to pose any sort of a threat to Ukraine and Russia, which is bonkers. But they produce a, a eight-team division of football, and it's nuts because you've got FC Sheriff that plays in that $200 million facility, and everybody else literally plays on pastures and fields. And these guys went through the qualifying rounds of Champions League they beat eight teams to qualify to get put into a, a group and they had a goal ratio of 14 to 2 which is nuts so they fleece the competition they take they take everybody's money and beat the crap out of them while on top of it and then they go out and in their first game in Champions League they beat Shakhtar Donetsk who has made uh, Champions League for 10 years in a row they beat them 2 to 0 and they're from and the Ukraine Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So like neighboring countries and like Shakhtar's a really good team, but you know, like they're not like they're not a European you know, power. Come, they're just a, yeah. a regional, mostly Ukrainian kind of power. Right. But it's it, certainly a obviously. better team than better team than Sheriff. It was still an upset. But then they played Real Madrid. And going into the game, they were major underdogs. Like the odds on them were 28 or 280 to one, I think. Um, and they were a plus 2,800 favorite or underdog. So if you would have bet a hundred dollars on them to win that game, you would have gotten in, in return, $2,900. Um, and if you would have bet on them to qualify, if you would have bet $200 for them to qualify in, um, when they began the qualifying rounds, you would have been the owner of now 
like $2 million. That's how high their odds were. We and the team is real shady. Money on them. Oh, 100%. Like, that's the kind of bet that if you see that, you say, well, I'll just throw $10 on it just in case, you know, like, or if you've got real big boy money, $100. Um, I don't it's better than betting on like <laughs> I don't have that either. Uh, I, I'd sell my tooth for that now, though. Um, so they beat Real Madrid, and it wasn't like lucky either. Um, like, no, Real Madrid lucky. only scored a penalty. Uh, Real Madrid only scored on a penalty. Real they had a few shots on goal, but their goalie looked a like few? Manuel Neuer. Yeah, they had thirty-five shots. Yeah, That's how many on few. goal? <laughs> How many on goal? Oh, 31 shots, 11 on goal, 76% possession, 705 passes to 237. Yeah. 88% pass accuracy sorry. to 70%. 13 corner kicks to zero. Yeah. I don't I don't think it was lucky because their goal, their goalie, I don't know who this man is, but he needs a better contract because he looked like Manuel Neuer on crack. The dude was making all sorts of saves. And then they they drill, you know, the opening goal. Real Madrid retaliates with a penalty from Benzema and he nets it into the top left. And then like out of nowhere, they do a beautiful swing pass. This guy takes a once one touch and then just nails it into the top left corner from like, I think like 15 yards or so 20. And it was beautiful. Anyways, they're poised to win it all They're They should be the outstanding favorites They're I wouldn't say a Cinderella story because they might be a money laundering scheme, but crazy story. Anyways, that's my tirade on FC Sheriff from Transnistria. Yeah, um, super out of nowhere. I've been listening to like soccer podcasts and uh, nationally known ones, and they're just some of them are saying that this could be like the biggest upset in the history of the Champions League. Granted, it's only it a group stage biggest. game, so like Real Madrid is just going to get out of the group anyways, but. Still, two games and six points for a team that's never been to the Champions League, and there's never been a Moldovan team in the group stages of the Champions League, or a Transnistrian team, might I add. Well, they're technically that's technically not a place uh, according uh, to the world and politics, according to the UN. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you ask the KGB, yeah. Anyways, so, so anyways, moving on to the broader FC sheriff, though, I mean they're yeah. they're top of the group, so yeah. Let's go know. bet a hundred dollars on them to win it all, just in case. Um, if you look at the bigger picture of Champions League, what what stood out to you, Spencer? Um, well, I'll be honest. I haven't had time to watch like any of the Champions League up to this point, which is kind mm-hmm. of sad. Um, I did see... Um, I don't know if I've really been super impressed with anybody. I think the team I've been the most impressed with is Liverpool, actually. Um, okay, that's fair. They're definitely great. I know we talked about in our last podcast that never technically happened that, um, I kind of was telling you to kind of look out for Liverpool because a lot of people are kind of writing them off. Like they didn't get any new signings technically really, but they have all those players coming back from injury and it's almost the same thing. And this team finished like third in the premier league last year and made it, um, Mm -hmm. to the quarterfinals or the semifinals of the champions league. I believe it was the semis. Um, yeah, I'd have to look at that. But yeah. Anyways, this team looks a lot better this year with guys back, and they didn't play very well against Brentford in the Premier League on Saturday. But they're two for two in their Champions League games, and 
I mean, they beat AC Milan and then they put five on Porto, who made it to the quarterfinals of last year's Champions right. League. So yeah, Porto's Porto's pretty pretty good team, but I mean, dropping five on them that's no joke. I've been impressed with Liverpool. Um, I don't know who else really. I mean, Sheriff, yeah, kind of a cool story. Bayern, mm-hmm. obviously, but Bayern just kills everyone. Yeah, Bayern steamrolls everybody. Bayern. How about PSG? Messi and um, PSG. Well, I mean, I haven't been that impressed with PSG, to be honest. They lost their opening game, or they drew their opening game with Club Bruges. Yep. So, you know, it's Club Bruges. They're from the Belgian League. but um, And they might have won this Man City game, but from what I was listening to and gathering from reading, they didn't actually play that good. It's just that Man City couldn't finish. Yeah, it looked like um, Man City could crack their defense whenever they wanted, but they just couldn't finish, like you said. Um, Messi scored, and it was a great goal and everything, but it, it looked dysfunctional. It looked like there wasn't everybody in great position and that you know the people making runs, I mean, they got lucky they scored, and of course Messi, and he doesn't need luck. He is soccer Jesus, um, but... I don't know. It looks dysfunctional. Mbappe hates him, like hates everything about PSG. It looks like he was yelling at teammates for not passing him the ball after the game. Um, and their defense looked really bad. Speaking of soccer okay. Jesus, you know who Ronaldo? the real soccer Jesus is? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Cristiano uh, Ronaldo. Say, yeah, I, I feel like Ronaldo is in the Bible. Um, he saved Man United from a bad game. I mean, Villarreal was... Villarreal played much better in that game, and it reminded me exactly what happened last year in the Europa League final, where everyone was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. Man United's just going to steamroll these guys. And then Villarreal showed up and played uh, defensively, and they actually had, I think, more chances than Man United, too. And They did. It's just... I don't know. It's that... Something about... um, What's his name? Unai Emery. Uh, the mm-hmm. Villarreal coach, that guy wins the Europa League like every other year, I swear. Well, well he, he puts the defense in a great spot to to capitalize on counterattacks, and man, you just looked completely unprepared. I mean, their, their center fielders looked like they had no idea that they could play defense at the same time as standing there looking dumb. Like, they, the only reason that man, you won is because Ronaldo is, like we said, soccer Jesus and scored a beautiful goal. Well, I wouldn't say beautiful. It was kind of messy. But it's, no it's Ronaldo. So but it was, it was Ronaldo. And with that, playing in that game, he became the all-time leader in the history of the Champions League in appearances. So, yeah. and, and he's also and, already the all-time leading goal scorer. And apparently he's the all-time leading goal scorer in goals scored after 90 minutes. Well, yeah, 95th minute this one came in. Yep, 95th. So Ronaldo rescued them. He... I feel like he's going to save Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's job because I think that's what he's going to oh, do yeah, a lot he should... is just kind of save the team from themselves or save yeah, the manager I... from getting fired because I don't think he's that good of a manager. I don't think Man United is as no. good as they should be with the talent that they have on the field. And if you can't tell that from watching their game against young boys of the Swiss League and almost drawing with Villarreal, Almost then, losing to Villarreal, honestly. Yeah, they did not play. I don't think they played as good as Villarreal did. And then obviously they had the oh. the shock loss to the Swiss Super League champion young boys. And then they got knocked out of the League Cup against uh, West Ham. So they don't look mm-hmm. that good, if I'm being honest. No, but no, no. Ronaldo is going to score goals, and that's what he does. 
Yeah, Ronaldo's going to save their trash time and end time again. But uh, moving on to trash, like I mentioned, um, Barcelona, they're trash. It's great. I'm just going to say it. They've got one shot on goal in two games. That does not sound like any Barcelona team for the past 40 years. They have one shot? I thought they didn't have any. No, they've got one. One shot on goal. Whoa. I'm pretty sure. It might. I hope I it's you. not any. I hope. I hope I'm wrong. I swear I saw on like ESPN FC's like page or something. It, I mean, I don't think any. they had any shot on goal in the first one, but uh, they lost yeah, they, three. Either nil, way, they lost three nil to Bayern, mm-hmm. um, and three nil to Benfica too. Right? Three nil to Benfica. They have. Oh, they did have a shot on target according to Google. Yeah. So. Either way, garbage. I bet the target wasn't even on target. I bet that's fake news. Benfica, after their their win over Barca, they're like, yeah, it's just another game. I think the uh, manager came out and said, yeah, it's just another game. Uh, we'll move on and go to the next one. No, that's not what you say after you slap Barcelona around like little puppies. I mean, they're like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just Barcelona. No, that's what you're supposed to say about FC Sheriff. That's what that's, you're supposed to say about Porto. That's what you're supposed you, to say about Shakhtar Donetsk. That's what you say about Barca now, considering you know their financial situation is so horrible that they literally mm-hmm. are want to fire fire Ronald Koeman but can't because they can't afford to pay his buyout and then hire somebody else. And then they lost Lionel yeah. Messi because he wanted to stay, but they didn't have the money to pay for his contract, even though he was taking like no. a huge salary cut. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, and it's awful. But Barca, I've never seen anyway. Barca this bad in my life. And it's crazy. Barca's never been this bad in no, our lifetime. Probably ever, really, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, <laughs> it's funny because Messi has now scored the last two goals for <laughs> Barca in the Champions League because their first two games they've gotten shut <laughs> out this year. <laughs> yep. And they're currently Messi's last. They're still grouping goal scorers. Yeah, two matches in their last in Group E. Bayern's first. They might get eliminated. Dynamo Kiev, and they're talking about if Barca finishes third, they're going to end up in the Europa League. Uh, Barca might finish fourth. Well, I'm looking at I'm looking at Dynamo Kiev and saying "Hmm, maybe they get a better goal differential. I don't know, man. I guess you'll find out because Dynamo Kiev plays Barca on the group stage match day three on October 20th. On it right now, Kiev wins two to one, and Barca's only goal comes off a penalty. All right, I can go 2-1, Kiev. I like it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, um, pretty pretty good Champions League so far. Not a a whole lot of, like, great moments, I don't think. But it's only two games into this. A lot of expected events, minus, you know, the craziness. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll get back to you guys with some uh, U.S. national team news and NWSL very bad news. Yes, some bombshell reporting done by The Athletic, so good for them. But we'll be back in just a moment. All right, everybody, welcome back to uh, Red Card after that nice little break we just took. So I'm really glad that you guys are back. Um, so now we're going to report on something that's pretty serious or talk about something that's pretty serious um, from reporting from the athletic and the NWSL Spencer. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's my league, man. Except right now I'm not really proud of being a fan of the NWSL. Um, Mm -hmm. So in the athletic kind of some bombshell reporting coming out that um, Paul Riley, who was the coach of 
my favorite team, the Portland Thorns at one point, and then was also up until earlier today, the head coach of the North Carolina Courage. Um, he was accused of what is, um, I'm reading on Yahoo Sports a little bit right now, of sexual coercion and inappropriate comments. Apparently he made some very disturbing, disgusting, inappropriate, sexist, sexual in nature comments towards the women that were on his teams. So with that, and yeah, um, with that, he was fired this morning. Um, apparently they're saying that this is not like new information that the NWSL knew about this, but then the NWSL says they didn't know anything about it or, you right. know, something of that sort. And so now players are kind of chiming in and they're saying the NWSL failed us and Alex Morgan, she's my favorite player. She's refuting um, that the league didn't really know about it and posting things on her Twitter of the emails that these these women um, sent to like the HR department at NWSL never got a response from um, the, the players. What was the names of the players? I am yeah, sorry. While, while you're looking, no, while you're looking for that, um, just to get a grope the the like a scale of the problem, there's been dozens of players that have said like, we're just scared of coming out and losing our jobs. Um, because the NWSL, NWSL has a lot of really intense player regulations, as in like the organization holds far more power over the players than like, for example, the NBA or the NFL. Um, and so like all the players are reacting really negatively to this, obviously. Uh, Megan Rapino said, burn it all down. And Becky Sauerbon said the NWSL needs to get their bleep together. Um, it's disturbing. It's downright bad. And Riley is the third NWSL coach to be fired from the league for misconduct this year. Well, um, yeah. Athletic. And you look at, obviously they don't have a strong players union. The NWSL started in 2013. It was the third attempt at a women's professional soccer league. And so for this time for it to work, they had to make the salaries really low. And they had to bank um, off of dollars from the U.S. Soccer Federation. And it's still kind of that way. It's in its, uh, I guess this would be its ninth season. So that's great mm -hmm. for the league. It's lasted three times as long as any other uh, attempt at a women's professional league. Um, but they've right. had to keep and the, they've had to keep the salaries low. And it's been hard to gain coverage, except in like World Cup years and Olympic years where you get the bump from the U.S. Women's National Team success. And so they haven't had a strong union and a lot of these players haven't had voices and apparently now they're going to use their voices finally, which I mean, it's unfortunate that it took this long because some of these, these things, I mean, one of these occurrences of his sexual coercion or whatever they called it was in 2011 in the WPS, which is a no longer existing league, which was right. the league that was before the NWSL. And he was like coach of the coaching. Washington. And he was coach yeah. of the Philadelphia Independence in the 2011. Mm. And this was pre-NWSL. And then it continued to happen in the NWSL. He was the Portland Thorns coach, as I mentioned. And they didn't renew his contract because they said that there was um, things. They basically, what did they say? They basically said that um, he was not following like company protocol. And there was some things that were a little weird. So they didn't rehire him basically even though 
they were a good team. Um, and then he still ends up with another job, like right after that. Right. According and to the... Oh, sorry. I wanted to read this just real quick. According to the yeah, Thorns, yeah. today the Athletic published a story chronicling a series of disturbing incidents involving Paul Riley, a former Thorns head coach, some of which occurred during his two-year tenure in Portland. Um, we take all complaints about harassment extremely seriously. Immediately upon receiving a complaint from a player in 2015, we conducted a thorough investigation advised by an outside law firm and placed Riley on administrative leave. Um, they did not, the findings did not show unlawful activity. They did uncover clear violations of our company policies. Based on this, we chose to sever ties with Riley. The findings of the investigation were fully shared with the NWSL. So with that, if the NWSL has known about this since at least 2015, and, and has received reports. And not currently. only that, but like, okay, the Thorns did like, sure, nothing was unlawful, but they didn't like what they saw, so they they cut him off. The fact that he got hired like immediately after, and the NWSL knew about Ridiculous. these reports is very uh, disturbing. I guess is the right word for it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it, it seems like they're pretty much coercing the players into saying, hey, like, if you report this kind of stuff nobody's going to care. Like there's not going to be anything done. We're going to protect this guy because we need coaches and we want to make money off of your guys' backs. We want to say NWSL tickets, everything's fine and dandy. Come and get them. What we don't want to say is, yeah, we've had three coaches fired for harassment this year and it's September. And earlier this year um, you had Richie Burke. He's the, was the head coach of the Washington spirit. And he was accused of not sexual misconduct, but just uh, verbal abuse and and some things like that. And he was fired um, recently. And then you have obviously the whole situation. The Utah Royals technically no longer exist. They were, their rights were sold to FC Kansas city. But when that happened last year, when we found out that uh, Utah Royals and Real Salt Lake owner, Deloy Hansen was accused of all sorts of misconduct and racism and sexism and that just kind of blew up everywhere. And now RSL is under like league control and he sold the Royals. So now Utah lost its women's pro team. Um, the NWSL has like a serious problem, clearly. Oh yeah. No, and Rapino's saying burn it all down. And that might be what happens because if three out of your, how many teams are in there in NWSL nine? Currently, I believe, well, let's see. I, I used to know this answer, but Utah moved and... Um, yeah, there's been some shuffling. And then they, they just announced like new expansion teams. But then this year, I think Louisville's brand new. Um, there is, I think it's nine. Okay, it's 10 now because of the Louisville okay. expansion. So there's 10. And there's going to be right. 11 next year. So 30% of your current leagues have had problems with this as far as been reported. And it seems like the administration in and of itself at the NWSL is seriously, seriously flawed um, and straight up like malignant. Like it's not even like incompetence. It's no, we're going to do whatever we can to keep this boat running. And it's disgusting, but. Yeah, it's really bad when he just keep the, the NWSL seemed to kind of keep it under wraps or didn't do much about it. And then he just keeps getting jobs and he's good at his job. Like I got to say he's won three championships and he's a two-time coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Um but he shouldn't even be employed if any of those allegations are true. Which some of them already have been proven and due to his past tenures. I mean, like it's ridiculous, but um, 
Yeah, it's 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 a mess for the league. It's a mess for soccer in America, and it sets us back probably a, a couple years of having a more fully developed uh, women's soccer league in America. Yeah, it's I not mean, great. I, I, that I don't know how the NWSL recovers from this because it's just one scandal after another of all of these men mm-hmm. coaching women um, being, I mean, I hate to say it, like, not that, uh, all men are like that, obviously, but they're using their their position as males in authority to, to leverage, exploit women, and to take advantage. And the women can't do anything about it, really. And and meanwhile, the coaches are being paid a great deal more than each of the players are. Yeah, it's not great. So bad look for the NWSL. Uh, obviously, you said Rapino said something. Alex Morgan said something. Where we go from here, I'm not really sure. No. Um, no, the direction of the NWSL is very clouded. Yeah, it's very, very clouded, clouded. But, or clouded. But you know, they they have, and that's what's sad is because the the quality of play is improving. It is getting more popular. They have like the TV deal with CBS, and they stream their games on Paramount Plus. Um, it's just they have like the top players in the world playing there other than like Tobin Heath, who's playing in England, but like they have all the U S women's national team stars. They have some of the best facilities like Portland and um, they have really dedicated fan base. Like the thorns uh, in Portland have the highest attendance in the world for women's soccer. But then, yeah, it's one of the strongest women's leagues in the world. Yeah. Then you have things like this that just kind of damage the league's reputation. Oh yeah. Now tell me one college player that's going to want to go and say, you know what? I like what the NWSL is doing. I'm ready to get sexually harassed by my coach and, or verbally assaulted. Like this is great for me. No, it, I, if I was a female college star looking to play in the NWSL, I would be extremely concerned about what's going on and I would not want to play for this league. I, I straight up wouldn't. I don't, and obviously, like each girl's going to make their own decision and they're on their place. But I'm just saying what I would do. Yeah, it's it's a messy situation. I don't really know where we go from here. Um, it's just off the field stuff because for the most part, the on the field stuff is producing and the yeah, it's the great. Audience There's is attendance. growing and and then it's just all this ugly stuff in the background that's unfortunate. Yeah, and it, I wonder how it's going to impact potential TV sponsors as well. Yeah. Um, but you ask where we go from here, and I answer you as far as this podcast goes to the U.S. <laughs> men's national team. Um, I don't want to like just say gloss over all that stuff, but um, I encourage you guys to do your own research on the NWSL and uh, look into this stuff for yourself because it is a scandal. It is, I mean, interesting to say the least, even if it is horrifying. Um, you know, it's like looking at a train wreck, they say in psychology, but you can't take your eyes off of it, but let's let's move and on now, to a train wreck of it. <laughs> before we transition, okay, we have breaking news update? announcement. Is this, is this a Braves update? Your Atlanta Braves have defeated the oh Phillies and clinched their fourth consecutive NL East division title. They'll play the Brewers wow. in the division series. I know that has nothing Man. to do with soccer, but I'm a huge Braves fan, and I have one. Uh, what are these things called? Headphones. I have one headphone in my, one ear listening to the Zoom, and one in the other listening to the game. What? <laughs> what are these things called? Headphones. <laughs> yeah, headphones, AirPods, whatever. Yeah. 
AirPods. AirPods. Okay, so we're progressing to a more accurate statement now. Are they are they indeed AirPods? Can you give us that breaking news? Well, one ear has the AirPod from the game on the phone, and then the other one is uh, the over the head half of the headphone. So hooked up. Do you have phone. do you have your other ear that has the AirPod in it? Is it covered as well by the over the ear? No. Okay, so you're not like encapsulating the AirPod inside the over ear headphone. No. It's okay. a open. It's yeah. It's mm-hmm. anyways random. All right. random. I no, know, but I good. love baseball. You're good. All right. So the U.S. men's team just cut down their roster to 27 players, and now they're headed to Austin for the next leg of their uh, qualifying tournament. Yep. Um, U.S. men's national team. I believe wins their first game, October. 7th october like 5th 7th okay october 7th against jamaica Jamaica. and then they play panama and then they play Mm -hmm. uh costa rica and and those games are currently level with them on points and third and fourth place in the hex oh i guess it's not called the hex anymore whatever it's called world cup qualifying thing um the the jamaica game as you mentioned is in the united states in austin I'm not sure but the they're... Costa Rica game is at Costa Rica, and I believe the Panama one is no, as well. Costa because... Rica is in Columbus at the new Crew Stadium. Oh, really? Um, oh, I thought it was at Costa Rica. No, My but bad. they they play the Panama game in Panama. So in three Panama. of the okay. three of the players that were called up will not even be eligible for that game because they play in the United Kingdom, and um, Panama is a red, red list, list. Uh, with the whole COVID outbreak and stuff. So. They will not play in that game, but otherwise, right. pretty um, pretty much what you expect, I guess. Um, no Polisic or Geo Reyna. They're both injured. Mm-hmm. Um, Weston McKinney is back after being suspended McKinney. and kicked out last time. Um, so now, sure Pepe, Pepe's on the squad. Yes, he rescued us against Honduras. Was it Honduras? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was Honduras. At the age of like twelve, I, I he's eighteen. But he's like, eighteen, but yeah, he's young. Seriously, it's really yeah. weird. Like I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but like when your dad would watch sports when we were younger, and this is what my dad did. He'd be like, "Man, those kids," and I'm like, "What do you mean, kids? They're like in their twenties and thirties." Yeah, and now I'm getting and now to the we're point like, where like they're four and five years younger than I am. And yeah, I'm like, no, it's ridiculous. Oh, they are kids. I was like, I understand yeah. this now. It's so weird mm-hmm. aging. I know, and I'm like, I'm like. I'm almost 23 and I'm looking at these guys like, man, I'm so proud of them. 18. (laughs) Um, It's going to be a tough time for us men's national team, especially if they're being coached by their current coach, who is a beautiful, wondrous piece of work uh, as far as management goes. Greg Berhalter. They need to win all of those games. Okay. They probably won't. Yes. They need points out of all those games. They need points. So they need, I think that they should get, Okay, well, I think they need to. Well, they should get the three get... against the Jamaica. Yeah. Right. It'll, yeah, it'll be. Yeah, probably. It'll be tougher against Jamaica because I know some of their players are UK as well, and they weren't allowed to travel for their last set of World Cup qualifiers. Mm-hmm. And so Jamaica kind of had a thinned out squad. But uh, the US is, I don't believe they're on the UK red travel list, are they? No, obviously not, because then our players wouldn't be able to play in any of these games. Right, exactly. Um, We're good. So Jamaica will have a a stronger squad this time around, Mm -hmm. but it's still at home, and the U.S. should still be better than Jamaica. So you should get three points out of the game against Jamaica. 
and you would mm-hmm. you would hope you get three points at home against Costa Rica because it's at home. Although we've we've struggled against Costa Rica in the past, though. Yeah, but um, take, regardless of home and away, they got to win that game at home. And then, I mean, if they go to Panama and get at least a point, I think that's good enough, just because it's on the yeah, road. Yeah. So if we get, so you're saying if we get seven points out of this three runs three game stretch, we'll be fine. Is that yeah. is that about our expectation? Yeah, I think seven. I think nine would be great. And if you look at it, the Obviously. U.S. should win all three games, like or they could win all three games. But I think seven is is like the bare minimum. We need seven. Yeah. At this point, are we winning in spite of our management? What was that? Sorry, you cut out for a second. Are Are we winning in spite of our management? Like, oh, um. I mean, I guess technically, yeah, we did it against Honduras when I thought we were dead in the water and I thought Burhalzer was going to get fired the next morning because yeah, we well, we had three points or we were losing that game and we had already drawn El Salvador and drawn Canada and the Canada game was at home. So I was thinking mm-hmm. we're looking at three points and I think that those three goals in this, well, the four goals in the second half and the uh, the emergence of Pepe coming on, and doing what he did with yeah. the goal and the two assists, um, mm-hmm. I think that probably saved Berhalter's job to a hundred percent large degree. So we don't yeah, have and his job manager. security. Yeah, his job security is not existent. Like it is, he's sitting on a throne that is on fire. Um, let's put it like that because he is on the hot seat, or he should be. If he's not, he should be. Yeah, he needs to be careful, just especially after what happened in the last World Cup qualifying cycle where they fired mm-hmm. Jurgen Klinsmann early on, and then it still went to crap, even with Bruce Arena. Um, mm-hmm. So, Well, I feel like we just have so much talent, and the talent is winning through, but it doesn't look like it's being put in the situation to win. Like, all those subs came off, and we made, like, a couple adjustments, and all of a sudden we looked like an amazing team against a team who we were flopping in the water for the entire first 45 minutes. I mean, we looked like absolute turd in the first half of that Honduras game. We make two simple changes, add some subs and change our formation. We play the formation that the players actually like to play in, that they've practiced playing in. And it's not some fancy pantsy BS. It's a, what was it? Like a four, five, one or four, five, two that we played. Mm, I can't um, remember. I'd have to look at it. I have. I mean, that game yeah. was weeks ago. But yeah, they changed the formation yeah. and they brought on. He brought on Pepe and um and took off Sergeant. Yeah, Sergeant was terrible. Sergeant was awful. Yeah, he's. I don't think that can be understated. Me. He's not impressing me at all. He's not a finisher. He needs to be a finisher. No. And that's what. That's part of the problem for the U.S. men's team is they still don't have that player that's a Landon Donovan or a Clint Dempsey. And Dempsey's been no, retired and, for four years and Donovan's been retired for like seven. Yeah. And we still don't have that. I think we maybe we do. Maybe Pepe's our answer. Maybe an 18-year-old kid that plays for FC Dallas, Mexican-American. And almost con- and considered going to Mexico instead of the United States because he's of both nationalities. Yeah. Um, yeah, savior. Um, Hopefully. So, yeah. We can't build him Look up to too much, seven though, points. Pulisic just gets injured all the time, and we thought he was the savior. And yeah. he, he can't stay healthy. So. No, no, he can't walk without dying. He is the Carson Wentz of soccer. Yeah, but One day, so... I fully expect him to see to kick the ball and his foot just fly off and keep going with the ball. Yep. So what's your prediction for these three I think World we Cup get... qualifiers? I think we get six points. I think we beat Jamaica and we beat Costa Rica, but we take the L in Panama. 
I think it's going to be a scrappy game in Panama. I think we're going to come out 1-0 uh, Panama. Okay, I but think, I think – Yeah. Hmm? Sorry, I think we need seven points. I don't think we're going to get them. Yeah, I don't think we're getting them I either. think we're going to get – think five six yeah. uh well oh, five maybe <clears throat> i feel like that costa rica game is a trap oh it's definitely a trap that'll be at the end of this the run end of the, the end of the cycle and like we've already seen this team gets overly arrogant and overly cocky mm-hmm. so <laughs> you think we beat time. jamaica and panama then take the l to costa so rica i'm wondering if they beat jamaica and then beat panama but then cough one up against costa rica or they just go in and get another five points and have one win and two draws. And then yes, that should get you fired. If Yeah. I was going to say, if that happens and Berhalter's gone, it, he shouldn't be there in the first place, but no, I'm not at us soccer, but if I was, I wouldn't have hired him. No, nope, I wouldn't have, I would have splurged, gotten somebody real nice. Like Pepe. Yep. Pretty much. Anyways. All right, guys. So I believe that's everything we want to say. Whoa, is there anything else you want to mention? Oh, okay. Is there more Braves news? Golly. Uh, no. We, our news today comes to you from Major League Soccer. RSL. Just We're RSL fans oh. here. They beat yeah. LA Galaxy. They almost didn't. They were winning one nothing. Then, then they that gave was up a late a, game, too. Yeah, and then they gave up a goal, and it was 1-1. And I was like, man. So I turned the game off because, you know, Real just reals themselves all the time. And, uh, yeah, Anderson Julio scored in a 90 plus uh-huh. five. Yep. No, he's a, and he's a baller. Was, the game was, the goal was crazy. Just look it up. It was awesome. He kicks the ball yeah. like up over the defender and it just is like up in the air and you're like, man, someone should get that. And then he just kicks it into the back of the net. <laughs> Bam. That's I mean, way to paint a picture there too. He kicked through the ball as well. I like that match. Like, he did not kick the ball. He kicked the air right in front of the ball, and the ball just happened to be there because he hit that sucker hard. He, he hit it hard, and he got the laces on it, and it was perfect. Oh, my right gosh. Right into the bottom yeah. left corner. The goalie was diving that way, but was too late. It was oh, great. yeah. If he would have dove at the beginning of the game, he would have been too late. Yeah. That so, ball was traveling at 37 miles an hour. So as Real fans, they're in fifth place. You got to be top seven to make the playoffs. They have 39 points in 27 games. Yeah, yeah. look at that come up, so, huh? huh? Yeah, how about that? So hopefully um, they're four points behind fourth place, and they're now one point ahead of the Galaxy. So they really need to stay right about where they are or try and get a home field game if they can get to fourth place because right. even though they won that game, they're only three points ahead of seventh place and five points from dropping out altogether. Right, right. So, anyways. Well, your okay. RSL update yeah. because you know we're RSL fans. Oh, and Tottenham won in the Europa yeah. Conference League five to one, and uh, got but, fleeced by Arsenal. Yeah, they got slaughtered by Arsenal. Um, they won their first three games in the Premier League, then managed to lose the next three and get outscored nine to one. Nuno you know, should have never been hired. That's what I said at the beginning, and here we are, eleven games in. I'm calling for him to be fired now. It happened again. It now. happened again. Should have never Tottenham given up on Jose. Oscar. It happened again. Should have never given up on Jose, man. I mean, I know they weren't mm-hmm. that great, but he's working with a bunch of old garbage and that's, you know, from a team that was at its peak like four years ago. What do you expect? And then he got us to a cup final yeah. and got fired the week of the cup final. I'm like, dude, this guy, all he does is win trophies. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You do not fire somebody the week before. At least give them the, at least give them the cup. Anyways. Yeah. But anyways. Oh, how's Atleti doing by the way? Atleti won their, I believe they won both of their champions league games. Um, so feeling pretty good about that. They're third in the in the Spanish league. 
Um, Rayo Vallecano is fifth in the Spanish league. Bro, they're and, fourth in the Spanish league. Oh, Atleti? Yes, they're... Or Rayo. No, Atleti, they're fourth. Are they uh, tied with Sevilla? Yes, but Sevilla has a game in hand because they've played uh, one less. So Atleti's in yeah. fourth, which gets you Champions League, but I think as the defending champion, you yeah. need to not be fourth. Yeah, but they're... I mean, it's six games in. They're yeah, seven. Exactly. Yeah, seven so, I mean, they've got time. Yeah, they have the one... They did beat AC Milan, who had a red card in this Champions mm-hmm. League in the second game because Suarez Beautiful. had the penalty 90 plus 7. Mm-hmm. And then um, they did draw take it. nil-nil with Porto in the that's four, right. first one. So they have four... That's four points, right? Four points. Right? Yep. Yeah. So they're doing okay to start, but yeah. you know, just playing that boring, disgusting defensive football that no one likes. Okay, man. It's fun. But it's okay. It's Tottenham really fun. Does the same thing, but at least Atleti wins because Tottenham just yeah. loses three. No, I was gonna say Tottenham. They pass it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Then they lose the ball and somebody scores. Um, yeah, they suck. Yeah, that's okay. That's my life. Yep. Um, anyways, this was uh, Red Card, and I'm Spencer. I'm Tyson. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>